please bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Woodini Abedui, Aya Mifedudu, Dear Waya Mami, A Prometheus Yesu, Inti Mipani, Waya Misei, study the word of God together the woman that God uses the woman that God uses come with me to Luke 1 Luke 1 from verse 38 
We all know this scripture. But let's look at it again. God would always, from the dateless past, has always sought to do a thing with the life of a woman. When in the Garden of Eden, the Lord realized that something was not complete. In his creation, he said boldly and loudly that it is not good for the man to be alone. Anytime we read this scripture, all that comes to mind is marriage. But today I want us to go beyond the institution of marriage to realize that God did not bring the woman, Eve, into the life of his man, Adam, only for the purpose of marriage. Because the Bible never said that God said that the man was lonely. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God said, it is not good. And yet, Hallelujah. That the man should be alone. The man was alone serving God. The man was alone worshiping. The man was alone having fellowship. The man was alone relating. The man was alone doing what God had called him to do and God said, no, 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 no. That is not right enough. God in his sovereign counsel could have brought another man. Hallelujah. But he didn't do that. He brought a woman. There is something about that woman that Almighty God decides to use to promote his kingdom. There are, I believe that there are kingdom designed men and kingdom designed women that Almighty God in his sovereign counsel raises at every given time to fulfill his eternal purpose. Hallelujah. And when God was saying that it is not good for the man to be alone, he was looking at many, 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 many women who would come to fulfill his designed kingdom agenda. Hallelujah. But if God would find you as a woman that he can use, there are certain things that make you usable in the hands of Almighty God. Because it takes God to pick anybody or anyone as it were and make the person function to fulfill his purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? There are many women in the earth from the days of Eve across Noah and Noah's wife and, the, and Noah's sons and their wives 
and what have you and throughout scriptures we have seen God use many women tremendously hallelujah and in our time and in our day we still God still using women tremendously hallelujah but I've come to realize that it takes something else about a woman for God to find her and want to use her for his praise and for his glory and that is what I want us to study and share and encourage each other that each one of us would bring ourselves to that place that God would find us and use us to his praise and to his glory regardless of whatever your weaknesses may be regardless of your educational background regardless of your limitations regardless of your strength regardless of how you look regardless of whatever when God decides to use you, he would pick you out and equip you and energize you and put in you what seems worth before him so he can use you. And I want to say to every woman under the sound of my voice that you qualify to be used of God regardless of whatever anybody has ever made you felt at any time there is something you can do and I want you to know for certainly that almighty God has an assignment for your life if the day your father and mother came together and before then many brothers and sisters had gone ahead of you but it never happened but in the day that you were conceived it affirmed that God almighty has formed you and has designed and ordained that you would be born hallelujah so you were not born by mistake I frown on a lot of men who would always say that, so what did my wife get for me when she went to the labor ward? And if he says it's a girl, I say, oh, the B. If it's a boy, he says, wawunipa. If it's a woman, he says, no, 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 no. But you see, in the sovereign counsel of God, a woman has always been God's choice to make man complete in God's divine kingdom agenda. Hallelujah. So God would intentionally let the man go ahead and gorgeously, wonderfully, beautifully bring the woman on the scene. Because her assignment is always unique. Hallelujah. So never ever have a problem that you are a woman. Because you are the blessing of the Lord to humanity. You are God's perfect design and God's perfect plan. You fit in so well for God's divine agenda. Hallelujah. So God said, it is not good for the men to be doing the business of the kingdom alone. There must always be a woman that God would use. And I came to announce clearly to every woman under the sound of my voice that you are the right place at the right time for Almighty God has a thing to do with your life. And I want to just help you to find out what you can do so God can handpick you to use you to his singular praise and singular glory. The first ever lady 
that Almighty God found and used was because she was available. She was available. She was available. There was something about her and she made it clear when the angel Gabriel had spoken to her because the Lord had found her to do a thing with her life. I don't know how Mama Mary looked like and what kind of thing was in her, but she attracted the Lord that beyond all women of the earth, she said, you have found favor with God above all women of the earth. Hallelujah. So the woman that God uses always finds favor with God. You have found favor with God. To even be in Ghana International March Edition 2021. It is a favor of the Lord. It is grace that has been bestowed on you. Because I know after today, you would be something else. Luke 1, 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Behold, Eradi Afina. Behold, the maid servant of the Lord. Let what you are saying happen in my life according to your word. There is a word of God concerning your life life situations and household idols and household powers and the enemy and his cohorts would pull every lever and press every button and make it look like there is nothing ever you can do to really fulfill purpose but I came by the conviction of my Lord and my God that there is a thing that I know that almighty God wants to do with you and the time has come that you would avail yourself when Mary was found and the angel Gabriel was not just an ordinary angel but a cherub sent to Mama Mary. She was 13 years old. The Lord said, I would do a thing with you. Among all women of the earth, you would carry me as I reveal myself. To bring salvation and redemption to the whole world. Would dance, would dance, would dance. There is none like your kind. Hallelujah. There is none like your kind. Men may not see it so because men don't have to see it so. It takes your God who set you apart and separated you from your mother's womb the day you were born to tell and to declare that you are favored above all women and I have a thing to do with you and I will use you to impact lives and generations and families and apostles and prophets and men of God and women of God shall your womb carry because in the loins of every woman is the spiritual children and the biological children. And God would always use the biological children or the spiritual children to fulfill his assignment. Hallelujah. And God never said the seed of the man, but he said the seed of the woman. So God 
God would use you to raise seeds after his kind. When it comes to the kind of man, the kind of women, the kind of people, the kind of men of God, the kind of women of God, that must be raised for kingdom work. It takes God to locate you. It takes God to locate you. It said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Because the Bible has said it so clearly in Joel 2 from 28. That in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. On the young man would he bring his anointing. They will see visions. And then he spoke about the servants and the handmaids. Hallelujah. Handmaids. 700 years Isaiah prophesied that a son shall be born. The government shall be upon his shoulders. He shall be the prince of peace. He shall be the mighty counselor, the everlasting father. Hallelujah. But when the set time came, oh, hallelujah. When the set time came, Mary was born. And the angel Gabriel was sent to her. When the salutations and everything had gone on, he says, but how can these things you are telling me be? See, I don't know a man. He says, fear not. The Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee. Hallelujah. And there's some women in the house. The Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee. As long as you make yourself available, the anointing will make the difference. The anointing will make the difference. Because it's your season and your time and the plan of God that his anointing shall come upon you. And the seed that you carry is not an ordinary seed. The seed that you carry is not a common seed. The seed that you carry is not a mere seed, but it is God himself manifesting in human body. Is somebody hearing me? There is something for which God preserved your life. When even daddy said that if mommy will not abort you, then mommy is going to be without a husband. Mommy said, go ahead anyway. For the sake of this daughter, you can leave me, but I will carry this seed and bear the consequence. And that was you. That was you. Today, if you don't show up, if you don't give to daddy, if you don't say to daddy, daddy has nobody, but you are the same one that daddy said, you must be aborted. Because he found you and said, beyond the thoughts of men and the ideas of men and the will of man, I will preserve your life and do a thing with you. Sometimes when mommy could not even stand the pressure, she took everything, went and she, she, she sad nunum and yet you will not be. <laughs> Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me, Lord, according to your plan, according to your purpose, according to your divine agenda. 
so it shall not be what man has planned it shall not be what man has said it shall be what the sovereign lord the great i am the mighty one the king of kings the lord of the creator of the heavens and the it is what he says he wants to do with your life i want to say to you today that you are really being like the english word comes you are you are being less underutilized You are being less underutilized. You have to rise to your full potential. Don't let anybody put you in a box. And in case anybody seems to be putting you in a box, you cannot be put in a box because you are too much. Because God himself has given his approval. Hallelujah. He says, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Lord, I am available. I'm available. Because you see, God is not interested in our ability. How much is the strength of man? But when you realize that it's not unto us, it's not unto us, but it is unto him, then you are creating space. Give God some space in your life. Because he would use you to his praise and to his glory. As he did in the life of Mama Mary, innocent as she was, if you know too much, he cannot use you. Because anytime he wants to do a thing with you, you are going to tell him, Lord, no, not this way, not that way. But I want you to know that he is the potter and you are the clay. And the clay never speaks to the potter what vessel it should do it's just yield you are being underutilized because you have not yielded make yourself available and yield yourself hallelujah how far you can go is not going to be determined by you but God but all God is when I hear people saying that more anointing. No. The anointing rather needs more of you. When we would allow him, the extent to which we allow him, that is the extent to which we would go. So God is requiring of us everywhere to be able to say that, Lord, here am I. And the Bible declares that and the Lord said, whom shall I send and who would go? He said, Lord, here am I. Send me. You must always be release yourself hallelujah you are underutilizing your potential but when you allow the Holy Ghost to take over then he would carry you the length and breadth the height and the depth of what he meant your life to be hallelujah so don't be discouraged tell him you are available Tell him I release myself. God would use that woman that avails herself. God will use that woman that would present herself willingly. That means that I hand over my will to you. I have no plan. I have no program. I have no agenda. All my aspirations, all my dreams, Lord, I hand over to you. Because folks, what God wants to do with your life and my life is 
bigger and better and greater than what our fathers or our families or we ourselves are aspiring for ourselves. Amen. God wants to do something bigger so that his name will be praised. Hallelujah. God is looking for the woman that is available. And we no longer want to go by her ideas or by her plans or by her will. But want to say yes to the Lord. Hallelujah. If you can avail yourself as a woman, and if you can yield yourself as a woman, you must find yourself to be that praying woman. If you're a woman of prayer and you're seeking his face, how come anytime God talks about a woman in travel, prayer is always connected to a woman in labor? Jubail. 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 Where are the traveling women who will travail at the altar of the Lord that the great mighty men and women of God be born when Hannah was despised and trodden underfoot by her rival? It was so painful. But she said to herself, I will go into the house of the Lord. I will lift a prayer to my maker. And I will negotiate with him. Because Lord I can tell that I know that you want to raise an authentic prophet. To the nations. Whose word will not fall to the ground like yourself. But I want to negotiate with you the Lord. My womb is available. My womb is available. So she came to the altar and started praying and she started in the flesh. She started yawning, feeling so downhearted when, and she started picturing all the words of Penina and everything that Penina had done and said. Started hearing the crying of the babies of Penina, but she was still at the altar and she was still praying and struggling to pray. But when she broke through. Bible says that with groanings that cannot be uttered. Those are the prayers God hears. Groanings that can, I mean she got to a place and therefore no more were the pictures and all the previous experiences of Penina and all about the husband and all the crying and all the rivalry that's and all the things that women we always do just trying to gangle and giggle and she said no more lord i'm now here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then papa eli can say oh he said, Papa, in talk with I, she's the bedding of my heart. The intensity of your prayer 
is always determined by the bedding of your heart. Intensity of your prayer. The intensity of your prayer. The intensity, sometimes you pray and pray, realize that now you have gotten to a place where it's, that you have to go out of this flesh. When you get there, then there is an exchange. I says, my daughter, the Lord grant thee the desires of thy heart. What are the women of prayer? Because it's only prayer that changes things. The crying will not change it. The murmuring will not change it. The complaining will not change it. It will only would give you more adrenaline and worries and troubles. But when you turn it over to him and say, Lord, it's beyond me now. Take it over. Then he shows up. The woman that prays attracts the attention of heaven. The woman that prays. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 66, 8. Says, who has heard such a thing? Who has heard such a thing? Can a nation be born one day? Can a woman take seed one day and give birth a day? But when Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. She brought forth her sons. Women, are we ready to jubel? Jubel, jubel. Where are the traveling women? Travel, push. You see, when a woman is traveling, it takes the traveling is in phases. So it says two centimeters, three centimeters. But you realize that the centimeter doesn't remain as it were. As long as you continue to labor, the centimeters increases. Dilation takes place. The head of the baby is pushed down. The shoulder is coming down. Hey, you must continue in prayer. And as the Bible says that when Zion traveled, and women know how to travel because they go through the pangs of pain of childbirth. Hallelujah. And I know what that means. Amen. If you've been to the labor ward before, you will not love the, the sight of her face. The pain. And so the man will say that, no, I think that is enough. We are not going to have more babies. But after that painful experience, before you realize another has happened. Because the joy after travel is the birth and the cry of the baby. That is why when we would cry, Heaven responds to our cry. When Zion travailed, when the women of prayer would come to the altar of God and come to the house of God and speak to God because with him you can say it anyway, anyhow. And he that searches the spirit knows that you are praying and travailing and interceding according to the will of the Father. Where are the women that have been designed by childbirth 
But more so, God just wanted you to have a foretaste of what agonizing prayer is. When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, Bible said he agonized in prayer and prayed and prayed. The first hour, it was just a negotiation. He said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass by. One hour, one hour per. Lord, if it be thy will, let, let this cup pass over. And he went with Peter, James, and John. After one hour, he came again. The Bible says, when they got into the garden of Gethsemane, he took some few steps further. Prayer is in levels. Prayer is in dimensions. And he went to pray, leaving Peter, James, and John. Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass by. He came back after one hour and they were sleeping. They said, oh, Cruz, I brought you to help me pray. You are sleeping. I know you are tired. He went another one hour. He said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass by me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He came back after one hour. Now, the snoring had changed level. He realized that these ones, they have done their part. But for this assignment is between me and my God. He says, go ahead and sleep. But understand that watch and pray that you fall not into temptation. For the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He took the steps further. And this time he realized that that one we were not told the hours he did that but Bible says that and an angel came to strengthen him hallelujah then here came Papa Judas and the father seized, and the son I seized, and the Sanhedrin, and gave him a kiss. And he said, Whom seek ye? And the Bible said they went on their bus. Boom! Prayer produces power. Prayer produces power. Prayer brings strength. 4031 Isaiah for they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint woman the Lord is waiting for you to take prayer to the seventh dimension. Over there, all the distractions, the noise in the environment, everything is risen above and forgotten. And it's left with you and your God alone. In most cases, when we enter into our closet to pray, there'll be a lot of distraction. But when we have to now enter into the heavenlies 
That is when we say amen and we leave. But the prayer that makes things happen, the prayer that equips, the prayer that makes you be found of the Lord and to be anointed of the Lord, it has to bring you to the seventh dimension of prayer. That one, you won't see any other picture. You won't hear any other voice. You won't feel anything. It's either you are sobbing, you are crying, and hours on end, you are bleeding in the spirit and in your heart. Mm. Mm. says that Holy Spirit is interpreting it to the Father. The Lord, he says this. Lord, she says this. Uh -huh. And I want to challenge you to make the time and experience this. Make the time. Pay the price. It can cost you six hours. It can cost you eight hours. And when you have come out, you'll be sweating. There'll be water everywhere. And you can't even walk. And you become light. The self is taking away. Anything of man is taking away. He fills you with himself. Your understanding is enlightened. Your ears are open to his voice. Your eyes are cleansed. And your bedding and your hunger becomes different. And when you step out, the world means nothing to you. That's what I'm talking about. And this one, I cannot experience it for you. Your experience would be different from my experience. But one thing I know is that when you get there, you are humble. You are broken. You are remolded. Talking becomes very, very difficult. You want to hear more than talk. And when you open your mouth, things happen. When you read the scriptures, you understand. It's so refreshing. And when you have gotten there, you will never want to go back to the 15 minutes, 20 minutes prayer. So every day, you will go at least two hours, three hours. When you have not done that, it is like you have sinned. It becomes your lifestyle. Because you can't taste of the supernatural and still want to look back. The woman that prays attracts the attention of heaven. I want to challenge you and encourage you that God wants to use you. It begins with you spending more time in his presence. Because you must be available to be in his presence. Amen? You must be available to be in his presence. You must yield 
to want to receive. Because when you are about to stop, he says, don't stop. Go another hour. He says, yes, sir. You want to stop, he says, go another hour. You want to stop, he says, go another hour. And when he finishes with you, you don't say amen and get up. You stay there waiting for the next instruction. So when people see you, they realize that you carry some oil, you carry some power because you have been in his presence. And when you develop that so much, there is a function you function in that state of prayer. So anytime there are people around you, you can't enter there because that becomes your closet. It says, enter into your closet. Shut the door. It is not a literal entering into your prayer tower and closing the door. But there is a place in God when you get in prayer that if any third person is there, you feel naked. You feel exposed. So you can't get there until you are alone with him. Does it make sense? It's always happened to me. The real gymnastics and the acrobatics I don't do before people because I feel out of place and naked. But when I am with him alone and nobody is there, oh, whether I go on the floor and I'm dragging my knee, rolling, oh, my God, beloved, the woman or man that God uses, prayer. There was this young Bible student who were going for an excursion in the UK from the US. And the lecturers, when they got to UK, took everybody's passport because they said they didn't want anybody to stow away. So these Bible students went into UK and they took them to various wonderful sites with their lecturers having their Bibles, having their passports. There were a number of them and they, everywhere they got to, they took roll call to be sure that nobody was missing. And then, they, in the sketching, came to the house of John Wesley. And they saw the works of John Wesley. The bed he laid in. His prayer room. The Bibles he studied. But when they got to his prayer room, there were two holes in the carpet. By the knee of praying. And when the sketching was over from John Wesley's home, they asked all the students to leave and join the bus to another site. 
But one student was missing. And the lecturers got trouble because they had everyone's passport. But when they returned to see where he was, his two knees were in the spots of the knees of John Wesley in his prayer room. And he was praying and praying and praying and praying and asking God, God, as you did with this, your man servant, Lord, have mercy and do the same with me. Let me also touch my world with your gospel. And that man was Billy Graham. That man was Billy Graham. Prayer would make God locate you and want to use you. Beloved, those who have been in it know that prayer is a heavy price. Prayer, praying, real prayer is very expensive. It takes a toll on you. Hallelujah. It takes a toll on you. One day fast, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Places a lot of stress on the body. And when you are praying and fasting, and you feel nausea, and you feel headache, and you feel like vomiting, you feel so weak and feel dejected, and your knees seems to be knocking against each other, it only is telling you that you need more of the prayer. Don't give up. You won't die. You won't die. You won't throw up. It's only telling you that you need it. But sometimes you must go through it. And sometimes also when you have spent much time in fasting and prayer, you may not feel the anointing. It's when you have broken the fast and have eaten something small then you begin to experience the power. Because when the body is weak and tired, you cannot yield to the anointing. Are you with me? So women, you understand it better than myself because you understand what laboring is. And Bible says, when Zion traveled, Paul said, my children from whom I travail again in bed. Galatians 4.19 Till Christ be formed. We must travail. Hallelujah. And it is not something you plan. The Holy Ghost himself helps our weaknesses and helps our infirmities. In Romans 8.26 it says, For we, we do not know the way we should pray as we are supposed to. But the Spirit helps our weaknesses so it's either you know how to pray and you're not praying there was a church oh it's 12 o'clock time go back because I've, I've not finished 86 84 and 82 year old women they were in a church and they realized that something was not going on well in church. And they've been praying for church. So one weekend, Friday, 
they decided to go into the church parish and pray. And these old ladies, if they were in Ghana, we were going to say they were witches. They prayed and prayed through the whole day Friday through Saturday against Sunday service. And then Sunday, Saturday morning, before they even embarked on that prayer, they sat at the back of the chair with their walking stick. And one Sunday when the pastor was entering the church, one old lady hooked the pastor, pastor's arm with a walking stick and said, son, come back. And looked straight into her eyes and said, son, do you know how to pray? It's either you know how to pray and you are not praying or you don't know how to pray. Then the pastor said, yes, mom. Whilst he took the cell home, he said, come. Son, do you know how to pray? It's either you know how to pray and you are not praying or you don't know how to pray. He says, thank you, mom. She took the step home. He said, son, do you know how to pray? The pastor, the pastor started getting frustrated. Then he says, next Saturday, 6 a.m. We want to meet you in church. The pastor came that Saturday and they had put blocks behind the church building and they asked him to sit in the center and they started praying. From morning 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. The pastor said, these old ladies want to kill me. He says, we are praying because we want to see revival in church. Because all the kind of bourgeoisie, the way everybody wants to control, feel good and all that in church, this is the church of Christ. We must see the power of God. And so he said, that Sunday, after these old ladies have stretched him in prayer, he said the old ladies prayed and prayed and now their voices were so hollow. Oh, oh. He said, this my mothers, they want to kill me. It's a Sunday morning. He came and took the microphone. When he said, good morning church, the glory of God hit the sanctuary. People started running out. They said they have not seen this before. Those who run out to the car park to sit in their cars, you touch your car, you are slain. You touch your car, you are slain. That was what brought revival to the church. Those who had to leave, leave. But now the church became the church of Jesus Christ. Prayer. That's what nothing is able to do. When you find a woman that can pray, I can tell you and bet for her that God will use that woman. God will use that woman. Because prayer would bring you, make you, bring God's arm and God's arm will be made bare. Make yourself available. If you are going to pray, you must make yourself available because it takes time. If you are going to be able to pray to change things, you must yield to the spirit of God. Hallelujah. You must also strategically locate yourself if God is going to use you. Like Rahab. Like Rahab. And Joshua 2, she located herself 
on the wall of Jericho. So when the spies were sent in there, she was rightly located. Your location would cause God to want to do a thing with you. Your physical location and your spiritual location. You must know your season and the moment that God will want to do a thing with you and avail yourself for that because every one of us have not been called for concept. But we've been called to make an impact in our generation. But you must be located where God would find you. He said, I have found David, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. God, it means that God is searching. God is searching. But when he finds you, he must find you at the place where he will need your location for a purpose. Rahab had a location on the wall in Jericho that when the spies were sent by Joshua to Jericho they entered Rahab's home my dear sister my dear mother, my dear brother check your location and see whether spiritually you are at the right spot at the right time and you are available and you are praying and you are seeking God and you are a vessel that God would want to use Amen. There were powerful women in Jericho. If it was you and I, we say for harlots. What? Oh. That is what God wants. Because when his power hits you, he makes a vessel out of you. It says that let everyone that name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. For the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, that let everyone that name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. For in a great house, there are not only vessels of hay, of earth, of wood, of silver, and of gold. But if any man will purge himself, he will be meet. He will qualify for the Lord's use. Release yourself. Let go. Come just as you are. Hallelujah. Hello? Come just as you are. Come with all your limitations. Come with all that you are. But when he takes over, he will make a vessel out of you to his praise and to his glory. Remember, he is the potter. You are the clay. Before the potter uses the clay, he works on the clay, takes all the pebbles and everything that will not augur well for the construction or the fabrication and takes everything and pounds the clay and adds water and does everything. Sometimes they even would dry the clay and sieve the clay before they apply water and start molding. And what he wants to mold you is what he will mold you into. But the thing is that if he molded a lion, he can't anoint a lion. If he molded a goat, he can't anoint a goat, but if he molded you, he would anoint you. So locate yourself and let him look beyond the thousands in the prayer line. Let him look beyond the thousands of many women, the billions of many women and find you where nobody notices you. But the eyes of the Lord moves to and fro the earth proving himself strong on the behalf of them whose heart is perfect before him.
Your location is the state of your heart. I have found David. The state of your heart. How is the condition of your heart like? Is your heart very malleable, ready to for God to handle and for God to manage or your heart is such that you have too many complaints, too many bitterness and too many condemnations and too many troubles and worldly things. We are No, empty yourself. Your heart. Matthew 5, 6. It says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Your heart is what God is looking for. How is your heart like? Is your heart ready for the next move of God? Are you available for the next move of God? Because for you and I, we are the men and women that God is counting on in these last days to anoint. But your vessel must be that which can be anointable. If there's any English word like that, anointable. Hello? Don't let these words today pass you by. Your prayer will bring you closer to God. And you see, the interesting thing about God is that he takes the beggarly things, the things that nobody even wants to consider or respect or regard to confirm the wise. He blows their mind. When they mention, okay, let me in your yard. But yet she's praying. She's seeking God. She's waiting. And she's allowed the Lord to empty her because there is somebody that is praying somewhere the Lord give me a wife and God is preparing you as a wife for that son hallelujah amen there's somebody that is praying for a mother and praying for a mother there are nations praying for mothers there are men praying for mothers there are people praying for mothers and beloved it takes something else for you to be a mother it is not enough just to be able to nah, no I prayed the Lord give me a mother hallelujah because in this journey you cannot do this work and be in this journey without a mother but God is so sovereign the only mother that I had that told me that, I remember one time, she used to have some miniature wooden twins, two of them. One morning, anytime she went to the bathroom and came, where she, her pomade and powder and everything were, those two things were there. They were my big sisters. Born 1945. But when they died, she made a miniature. So, every year, before fresh corn comes, she'll boil fresh corn and serve them. Then yam, she'll serve them. And one day, I was praying. After prayer, the Lord said, take those things and burn them. So I took my sisters and I went to burn them for a month. She sat at that same place 
putting the pomade and powder, but never saw it. Then one morning he says, Hey, where are the twins? Then a family meeting was called. I said, I benched them. I told you what. I told you what. The other day I was reminding her, I said, oh, Me, I slapped you. I said, ah, The power that made you slap me, that power is gone. To whom, whom? So what? Because those things are gone. Then I'll go for all night and come and be eating in the evening. Then I'll be dozing up. Say, oh. So who has given you this trouble? Then one day, she said, I want you to baptize me. And my auntie said, me too, I'll go. So I took them to Mighty Beach and baptized the old ladies. Now at dawn, when we are praying, she will stand. Yes, Jola. Yes. Hey, 98 years, she'll be standing. I said, I don't like And he said, when I go to church, and I see pastors preaching, and they are preaching nya, nya, like they are telling a story, I feel uncomfortable. But as for you, when you are preaching, put fire, put fire, put fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. As for you, when you are preaching, so when I see her, it says, I will continue to pray for you. If anybody imagines evil against you, it will come upon they themselves. But as for this Adonai house, it shall fall and overflow. That is a mother's prayer. But once God was preparing to take her home, God gave me another mother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Judges 5, 7. He said, the villages were shut up. The cities were shut up. Shut up. Until I arose, me, Deborah, as a mother in the land. Where are the mothers? Where are, because the sons are bleeding. The children are bleeding. Beloved, the mothers should not be there. For the young woman to come to the fathers and say, Daddy, there's, I feel something and my panty is stained with blood and I can't understand what that is. Where are the mothers? Where are the mothers? That will be able to tell the young people that this is your cycle. This is what it means when you begin to feel this way. When the young ladies begin to come tell us the men how they are feeling, what is going on, and we have to explain puberty to them, then something has gone wrong. But when the mothers would avail themselves, God would raise them as mothers. Because fathers need mothers. Mothers need mothers. Young men need mothers. Hallelujah. Because mothers would always be there and give you their shoulders to cry on. Amen. I can stand and minister to you and experience power. But when I am broken hearted, where do I run to? I must have a mother. 
He said, Mama, that my mother can hear me. Hallelujah. So, beloved, you must avail yourself. You must engage the heavens. You must call upon God. You must do everything to fulfill your assignment as the Lord had planted you. Because there are, we, are, we are now about to move into the real move of the Holy Spirit. And there are many that are going to need you. And God wants to use you. And you can't waste any more time. We must be ready for the end time move. Hallelujah. Fields are white. Harvest is ready. But who would go? Hallelujah. Fields are white. God wants to. Like the great woman of Shunem. God wants to place wealth at your disposal so you can push the kingdom. But where are the great women of Shunem that God can entrust with money to push the kingdom without making any demand? As a woman in the house, the business is about to explode financially because God wants to raise you as financial support for the kingdom. Financial support for the kingdom. Amen. God wants to raise you to make the hedge. Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, He said, and he sought for a man. And the man here takes care of women and men. He sought for somebody to make the hedge for the land. And he found none. So destruction came. Beloved, the Lord has strategically brought you to hear this message today that you are that woman God wants to use. And you must make yourself available. In case you don't even know what to do. As you begin to seek him, he will show you what to do. That's one thing I know about God. You may be so much naive, but he will train you. He will equip you. He will give you exposure. He will strengthen you. He will give you what you need. Mary was so naive. But when she was told of what to do, because of what God would do with her, instantly the Bible said she went to the hill country and went to Elizabeth. There's some Elizabeth you must connect with. There's an Elizabeth you must connect with. There's some woman of God, there's some mother, there's some woman you must connect to. There's a sister you must connect to. Because God wants to do a thing with you. There are many men, there are many women that God wants you to be the, the, the linking point. Hallelujah. When Paul Dems went to Lydia, oh, the first convert of Europe was Lydia, the purple businesswoman. God wants to do a thing with you. Hallelujah. Like Esther, she prayed. But she also changed her location and went to the king which was outside the room. Prayer gives you that boldness and confidence and prayer gives you redirection. Woman, allow God to use you. 
You've been waiting, sitting for long, and saying, when, when? Now is. God wants to use you. Like Elijah and Elisha. Elijah found Elisha plowing with 24 tractors of those days, which is 12 oxen. So 12 oxen is two by two because the yoke is always between two bulls. So 24 of them. So 12 oxen is 24, 12 times two. 24 oxen plowing, 24 tractors. So even at that time, Elisha was a powerful farmer. You must get yourself doing something. What through scripture, those that God used, those that God called, they were doing something and they were excelling in what they were doing and the Lord picked them. Elisha was a prophet. What was a prophet carrying the prophetic oil but he needed to be impacted. Your location is very correct. Your spiritual location, the state of your heart, what has been going on in you, what exactly you want, until you find what exactly God sent you onto this planet for. Then you are just warming. You see, it says that if you see a man having a walk without anybody following, then he's only having a walk. But if you are called of God, you will have influence. You will get people following you. God wants to use you. It's clear. What to do so you can attract God's attention. He has sent me to share with you. And the thing is that when you take this word and go into your closet and begin to pray, he will throw more light on all the things I have shared with you. This is until I arose a mother in Jerusalem, in Israel. God wants you to arise because there are some children who need a mother. There are some children who need to be fed. Amen? There are some children who need to be clothed. In these last days, the assignment is not one particular thing. It is every good word and every good work because the time is short. Hallelujah. You've got to show a little kindness. When it comes to Abadai, compassion, God calls women. I'm sorry to say, the women of our time, they no longer have Abadai. There are certain things when God is talking about, he would always use, when God has to talk about his compassion, he talks as a mother. When he wants to talk with firmness, he talks as a father. But when God is talking about travel, labor, mother, womanhood, that is why nobody would tell me that the womanhood is a curse. No, then the person doesn't even understand life. Amen. For some of us, our fathers died very early. My father died when I was 19, going to be 20. He died 39 years ago. My mother took the mantle. He would carry my trunk and troubles. Did everything. Took me to school. When my cousin entered the university, we were in the same home. And 
they called me the pregnant woman. Because every time they came and they are so happy and excited, then they'll call my cousin, oh, how is school? And <laughs> me, I'm there sleeping. So they'll say that a funola homa is a pregnant woman there because I was, they thought I was always sleeping. I'll be in my room and I'll be praying. And when I hear that they have called me, then then the next time they will see me to my market preaching or on the bus then say so this one preaching 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 then the old lady's heart is bleeding. Do che komoskuo da yigonha. I said that that bojidi. Hallelujah, bojidi. Amen. And God's sense of humor. There have been many programs. Then all of them will gather here. Bishop Emma, Agba Agba Agadobinami. Then one will say that, "Aye, nyakulom kata, oh, ne didi, ega otajima ale ozona kula dada." He said, "What even kills me, Christ, when you step and you are climbing the altar again?" I say, "Aha! These are the same people who said I was bringing disgrace to the family. These are the same people who said I was bringing disgrace." I was a pregnant woman because I was always inside praying. But now they can see the results of those prayers. Make yourself available. And never relent. Don't get tired. Because in his time, he will make all things beautiful. Nobody can add to it and nobody can take from it. In your office, in the marketplace, wherever your two feet can carry you or you can drive to, look out and say, Lord, why did you bring me here? What do you want to use me for? My sister, my brother, my mother, I want you to know that God wants to use you. God wants to use you.